It's Halloween somewhere. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 187 of Video Games Hot Dog, Uh-oh. a podcast about murder. Uh, you'll notice that Jim is not with us uh, tonight. He's busy because we murdered him. Why was heart. Seven afraid of one? Why was Seven afraid of one? Because one murdered eight? Okay. Yeah. Um, guys. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Uh, I lost the entirety of today to a hangover. That's exciting. It's not. It's depressing. <laughs> I mean, and that means that you've had an exciting hurts. night. I ate an entire pizza, and I feel slightly better. Okay. Is that, you have pizza hangover? No, tomorrow I'll have pizza hangover. Okay. It sucks. Then Ugh. I'll drink, a bunch, yeah, of, drink I'll, a bunch of booze. I'll drink a bunch of diabetes medication to cure that. There you but go. then I'll have diabetes medication hangover, which is diabetes. Oh. And then you just, sucks. you know, you get like a bear or something. To maul you? Yeah. And then you just and have to it, get some bees to get to chase the bear away. Huh. Okay. And then I'll swallow a fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The process starts again. Yeah. Because that's what I, I... I think it was the Spanish fly that was slipped to me. Um, you are going to these disreputable bars. I am going to disreputable bars. Oh, I forgot that I went and played a bunch of pinball at a pinball bar that has more pinball... Okay, so yes. there's a place that I go when I want to play pinball, which is the bar of Shotwells. This place is much closer, has the machines that Shotwells have, and has. also four additional machines. Okay. Yeah. Shotwell halves. So, did they have the Magician's Game? That one is not magic. there anymore. What is that one called? Magic? Theater of Magic. Theater of Magic. The new place does have Theater of Magic. I yes. like Theater of Magic. Yeah, yeah, you do like Theater of Magic. I like Theater of Magic, too. It has a trunk. It has a mystery trunk. I think yeah. they have the Twilight Zone. Uh, nice. They have a good. Metallica pinball machine, which I've mm. heard is a good is a good mm. uh, table. I played that Okay. One. Do they have Judge Dread? Tables? That's what people say. They do not have Judge Dread. Ah. Uh. Adam's Family? Yes. Okay. Eh. And Medieval Madness. Okay. Nice. Okay. Uh, and Monsters of Rock, which is a pinball machine about Dracula trying to get the band back together, and they go on That's pretty funny. tours. There's a thing that uh, causes like a world map to appear, and it shows... Uh, a road trip? A van? Uh, no, it, it gives you the name of a spooky venue that uh-huh. they played at, like... Uh, I don't know, the Holly Bood Bowl or so, like that's not what that joke sure. was, but uh, yeah, it's it's stuff like that. I wish I could remember some of them, some of the venues. Yep. You can go into Dracula mode or Frankenstein mode or Frankenstein and Dracula at the same time mode. Gosh. Is that multi ball? It is a multi ball. I think yeah. Okay. Maybe either of them is. What about like werewolf and mummy? Yeah, uh, they're they're they don't don't have like toys represented i think really? the werewolf uh i'm sure they, they were in the band though right yeah i think the the <laughs> creature from the black lagoon might uh play the keyboards i don't remember isn't that also its own doesn't, pinball machine that yeah. kill him okay. doesn't he need water to live but that one's about movies he could have a, a anti-scuba okay suit okay <laughs> okay right just like a fishbowl with water in it upside right. down and it said like abe sapien yeah true if you ha- if you were in a fishbowl and there were two holes cut in it and there were like plastic bags stuck through the holes such that you could play bongos outside it, I think that would probably work. Oh, because you're like if your whole body has to be submerged. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess his hands would get all pruney. 
Yeah. <laughs> or they get whatever the opposite of pruny is. Smooth. Plummy. Plummy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, plump. Pr- pruny and plump. Oh. Oh, oh wow. Um, that, you guys read that thing where if you don't, like if somebody's hand is paralyzed, uh, because of nerve damage that that pruning doesn't happen. Like no. it's yeah. not a thing that happens because your skin gets waterlogged. It's like an adaptation to improve your grip. Oh, really? like it's, yeah, it's just a thing your body does on purpose. Huh? I did not know that. Yeah. yeah that's totally so we weird. should be able to do it at will is what you're saying. Yeah, you can. Have you, you've not ever done that? Nope. Hmm. How creepy would that be to, to watch somebody like flexing their like pruning. flexing their nerves? Ugh, God. Like, creepy. What if you could do it to your face? It makes my skin Ugh. crawl. It'd be so much easier to like to be an old man version of yourself in a play. <laughs> okay. Because you could just do it. You could like, well, you could oh reverse. no, I chose the wrong cup. And then just immediately make your face all pruny. So that's what wrinkles are. It's just as life gets like, gets Yeah, yeah. You going, need to be able to grip things with your face. Grip yeah, reality. Because tra- as, as you get older, you are more and more likely to have lost your arms in a farming accident. Right. So you have you to, need to be able to, to grip, grip things with your, with your face. face. Okay. Yeah. Guys, what have you been up to? Uh, Valentine's Day happened. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so me and Riff were lonely. I, I made, I made. Uh, I didn't make anything actually. Now that I think about it, I, I <laughs> not bought, even sweet love. I bought chocolate. Gave it to my, my girlfriend. Where'd you buy chocolate from? Whole Foods. Huh. Yeah. That's hmm. Super romantic. That is where the most romantic chocolate comes from. <laughs> yeah. They have a pretty good chocolate selection actually. So. Was it in a, a shape or is it just a wad? A bar. A bar. Yeah, okay. that, that super erotic bar shape. Mm, yeah. Rectangular. Yeah. It was shaped it's, like an erotic very, bar. Yeah. yeah. So like it's got a pole in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I guess you could also call it a strip of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Was it ribbed? It was. Okay, yeah. And she did enjoy it. Good. So that's, good. that's all good. Yeah. Um, worked out just fine. What have you been up to, Riff? Uh, I've been watching I I've been watching an LP of uh Deus Ex that came out recently on LParchive.org. The it, LP came out or the Yes, the LP the Deus Ex game came out. No, no the the LP recently came out. Is of, it funny? Of the original what's, Deus Ex? Yes. What's okay. what's interesting about it is that at the end of each episode he takes 10 or 15 minutes to do sort of a mini a mini lecture on a topic that was presented in that hunk of gameplay. So like he did a 10 minutes explaining exactly what the trilateral commission actually is and 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 why conspiracy theorists are up in arms in it about it and he did uh he did a, like in the game fiction or in the real world the the real world trilateral commission yeah so the like, re- like <laughs> okay. it is a, it is a thing <laughs> it's does he then explain what the illuminati do in the real world uh I haven't gotten to an Illuminati related episode yet. He might he might Were spend some time talking about the Illuminati. I don't remember. But yeah, he did he did an episode that was uh he Just explain what UNATCO does in the real world. <laughs> well, he did uh talk about <clears throat> excuse me. 
he he talked about what the history of uh, the United Nations is, like how it how it all started and and what they actually do. Okay, and he did. A, we should form a, a he did brand a, of taco called the Untaco, and then <laughs> do a tie-in with Unatco. Unatco, that'd be good. Yeah, and he like he did an episode about the science behind vaccinations, and he did an episode about uh, cyberpunk. And, oh, and how they're linked. The, all of the autistic characters in Deus Ex are that way because of vaccinations. What what did vaccinations have to do with? JSX. Because the the Grey Plague, because the, the whole first part of the game is about oh. that, that vaccine, remember? Okay. But no, I mean, it's it, he's it's a totally sane guy. He's not like doing the, the he's, he's not taking the side I mean, of the bullshit conspiracy theories. Is totally sane guy his YouTube handle? Because if so, I think he might doth protest too much. Uh, his, his, his handle is uh, Bobbin Threadbear, actually. Oh, wow. He sounds like a hobbit. Hmm. You know, he sounds like the main character from Loom, Brian Moriarty's masterpiece. His his talk from GDC, maybe? The like Secret doesn't... of Psalm 77. Yeah. Psalm, the Secret of Psalm 69 is that <laughs> Al Jorgensen is cool. <laughs> and that's no secret. Yeah, yeah we all I feel like that. I've made that exact joke before. Probably. Um but yeah, it's a, it's a cool and informative let's play for people that that are into. Does he do like? Does he have like infographics? Of, does uh, he? Yeah, there's like, been some. I mean, because well, he he doesn't like show his face while he's talking about it. He shows you know whatever images are germane like, to the topic. Like a documentary. Yeah, it's like a little mini documentary about you know the UN or about uh, I don't know whatever the topic for that episode is this sounds double boring <laughs> it's really interesting i mean i hmm. I, I, never, like I never knew how the U, the united nations started the woodrow wilson thing from toy story yes yes woodrow, woodrow wilson, wilson was in toy, toy story <laughs> yeah that was tom hanks was woody's full name yeah it was tom hanks's character and uh and tim allen's neighbor <laughs> Right. What was it? It was the League of Nations. Yeah. And then yeah. there was that giant kryptonite thing which caused all the nations to lose their superpowers. <laughs> so then they just became the United Nations. And there, more there was the League in. of Ordinary Gentlemen yeah. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really want that 80s League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comic to be real. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just a fake comic book cover for a reboot of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's all a bunch of. It's like uh, Kelly LeBrock from Weird Science and Marty oh. McFly and like. Oh, oh that man. would be really good. The Fonz. I don't think the Fonz was something. That'd be pretty good though. Yeah. Okay, so what's what's our League of Extraordinary? The Fonz, um, uh, Hawkeye Pierce. Okay. Um, uh, the, uh, the punk guy from Breakfast Club. MacGyver? Harry Anderson. Yes. From oh, absolutely. Court. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. He's the, he's their wizard. Yeah. Rose from Golden Girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Flo from Alice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I think we got it. <laughs> <clears throat> We've got our super group. <laughs> Man. I got to keep up my record of talking about the Golden Girls and Night Court in every podcast. 
That's oh, so, sorry. Spoilers for the Star Control Two. Watch out for fireballs. <laughs> when does that come out? Uh, I don't know. It hit the early release feed today, oh, so okay. I think maybe that means it comes out tomorrow okay. to the plebs who don't who don't uh, support Duckfeed on Patreon. You had a you had a busy uh, weekend. I did because you recorded that pod pod chorst. Yeah, three and a half three and a half hours of podcast recording. It wow, was great! I would have done it for another nine. Because I like those fellas, yeah. and uh, yeah, and then we did like a like a scene test prototype kind of thing for a new video game that we're gonna make, and that's pretty cool. And the can there's a guy with a lantern. Have you seen it yet, Riff? Uh, Riff? I have not seen that. I saw the link to the horse one, but I couldn't get it to open on my computer. Was it? Were you using your muzzle? Uh. <laughs> 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 Just, you, you don't know how to use a computer when you're acting like a horse? I, I guess not. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I, you have to put the keyboard mm. on the ground and just kind of stomp on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, you put it in one of those bags and tie it to your mouth. <laughs> you press the keys bag. with your tongue like a harmonica. Because that's how a harmonica Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how a harmonica A harmonica works. is one of those tiny pianos you just tape to your face and play the keys with your tongue, right? <laughs> it's I might be thinking of something else. <laughs> uh, if only a jaw harp was actually like that. Oh, yeah. I asked my mom for a jaw harp, and she said, what's a jaw harp? And I replied, it's for making cowboy noises. Some people call it a Jew's harp. You can get it on Amazon. Wow, that's a very sling blade of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> anyway, I got a jaw harp. It's pretty cool. And then I got a I got a metal kazoo. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I'm gonna record a version of the uh, what is it? It's not the good, the bad, and the ugly, but the Psalm sixty nine. Oh, okay. Wah, 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 except it's gonna be like boing on the jaw harp and then bzz, 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 on the nice. kazoo. And that, yeah, that's, is that gonna be the only sound in the new game? <laughs> yep. Just, just over it's just and that over, over and over and over again. <laughs> See, when I said I was gonna do the music myself, at first you raised your eyebrows, but now that I've explained it. Oh also all of the sound effects are either boing or it's gonna be cool. Yeah. People are going to love it. And there's no option to turn the volume down. <laughs> if you try to, it just sets it to maximum. Sets it higher, yeah. It's, it sets it even higher than normal. And also slowly replaces all of your system sounds with those two clips. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's like the opposite of that game where you're shooting the files on your hard drive. Oh, yeah. Uh, I played a game. What's uh, it called? It was called King of Thrones. No, King of Thieves. Game of Thrones? King yeah. of Thieves? King of Thieves. King of Thieves. Uh, yeah, so it's a game, game, game called King of Thieves. Uh, it's by Zepto Lab. Those are the guys that made Robin Hood's dad, King of Thieves. Yeah, uh, they made those are the guys Hood's that made uh, Cut the Rope. Um, and Cut the Rope has sort of been a good franchise. I feel like like all of their games have had interesting, sort of relatively straightforward puzzles that had some extra challenge elements, um, and they had embraced the like free-to-play ethos a little bit like those games usually sold for something and then you could buy power-ups but you didn't really need them um and this was king of thieves is a sort of a different beast entirely it's it's still kind of cute art 
um, and music and that kind of thing, but it is kind of an attempt to make a really simplified version of Castle Doctrine. Yeah, kind of. I was just looking at the screenshots here. You have a little dungeon uh, that is your own, which has a gold mine in it, which produces gold slowly over time. Uh, and you then go out into the world and can f- sort of raid other dungeons in the sort of single player world, progressing in sort of a, I don't know, the, the, the trope that I always think about is the, the, not candy box, the crap, what the fuck is that match three game? Candy crush saga. Yeah. Um, so like th- that was the first game that I saw that just had that like sort of super crazy expansive map with hundreds of levels stretching off into the distance. Um, and this has a little bit of that option. But the primary game loop is to go into other people's dungeons and try to steal their gold or the gems that they're trying to uh, power up or whatever. Um, and that part of the game is kind of fun. It's a single button platformer where you're trying to avoid traps uh and so you you get to design the dungeon and then you have to complete it twice in a when you design your dungeon you have to complete it twice in a row to sort of prove that it's possible um and so you can try to make it really tricky but you have to be able to actually Hmm. pull it off um uh, but the game just has so many terrible terrible free-to-play tropes Hmm everywhere in it that it just i just had to delete it i just couldn't i could not stick with it for more than half an hour hour um it has a you know five minute energy recharging mechanic which is keys that you use to to go into all of these single player or the multiplayer levels it has a thing that's sort of on a longer time frame which is how long you're 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 trying to like it's it's kind of a super complicated set of systems too. Like there is a you're you're trying to progress on these leaderboards to get to like higher and higher tiers of competition, and the way you do that is by having the highest total value of gems, and those gems are, live in your in your dungeon and are being sort of upgraded by your by these idols, um, and that's a thing where you have to come back every hour, and then there's the gold in your in your dungeon that's sort of just slowly accumulating. You have to come back and tap on that every six hours to get that out of there. God, yeah, it's like it's uh, it's just like just all of these crazy levels of just gross timers. Um, and then of course you can pay for pay to buy a bunch of other resources and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it was just super dissatisfying hmm. um, and just felt felt really really gross. So I I put it away. And I don't know what the threshold is. I don't know. I don't know what differentiates something that I will tolerate and stick with, even though it's got some free-to-play stuff going on, and what I just just sort of get disgusted with and put put away. I'm trying to think if there's any that I I played that Star Wars one for a long time. Was that the Tiny Tower no. version? Um, it was that Star Wars Assault team or assault squad or whatever okay it was just sort of a very simple sort of turn-based rpg combat thing where you leveled up some star wars dudes i think i did eventually give them 10 bucks or something but hmm. it wasn't so bad did it have like recharging energy mechanics and stuff 
Yeah, but I want to say it was on a daily, or at least it was hmm. slow enough that you could just play it once a day, and it was fine. Um, yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Apple has that weird category in the yeah. app store now that's like buy once and play, and it's yeah. a it's weird that there's a but they have, they to, have to no we have to come up with a name for this like uh, but I don't know if that means that there is like fatigue with the like free to play garbage going around or if somebody at Apple is just sick of it <laughs> or what I mean because you know the the sort of pessimistic view is that kids are going to only know games that work like that i mean minecraft being the clear exception Uh, sure right because kids all know about minecraft and that's buy once it's real expensive and then play it for forever but it's not that expensive is it it's like 25 bucks or something isn't it that's that seems totally to a kid to a kid or to a to somebody who's not all privileged check your privilege enough trees (laughs) to earn that much money you can it doesn't like you get you mostly earn scabs (laughs) <laughs> sure, but you can sell the. You scabs. can sell them to a stamp yeah. collector, certainly. But it, you know, it's, it's a lot of time. It is, and and often there are not enough scab collectors in a neighborhood to supply all of the kids at once. Right. Right. They run yeah. out of money to supply all the strike breakers. Right. Yeah, that's how they do it. Right. They they make they kids make punch automatons. Trees. They make blood clones of children. Mm-hmm. Uh, to work in factories, right. and that's why everybody doesn't like strike breakers. Yeah, child labor mm-hmm. uh, and black magic. In in sort of the opposite end of the gaming spectrum, I also played this game uh, that a friend of yours uh, clued me into, Zach, called Red Herring. Yeah, uh, and it's really cool. It's super super minimal interface. Um, it's kind of just a fancy HTML5 document. Um, not even that fancy now that I, now that I say that it's just it's like an HTML document uh, where you can drag stuff around but it is a, it's a grid of 16 words in four columns and you are sort of swapping them around trying to find to make a column that uh, all fits within a particular category and the only way that I've actually played this game is on hard because I think on the easy levels it tells you the categories and but you you want to play it on hard where you don't know what the categories are. So mm-hmm. you, you, they like intentionally give you all these misleading sort of crossing over sets of words, and you're trying to figure out what they mean. Sometimes the categories are really obscure. Like um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some examples. Uh, it'll be like mountain ranges, but also presidents and stuff like that. So there's like some mm-hmm. crossover there. And then there'll be, you know, things that complete the phrase, like that, that come after the word like ice or something like that. So like mm-hmm. ice flow and ice sculpture and Sickle. ice, whatever. Um, and like when you don't know anything about what the categories are, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And then one of, and then there's just a set of four extra words, which is the red herrings mm. um, to huh. sort of confuse you. Um, and you get to play, I think, probably 50 puzzles plus a daily puzzle for free. And then you can just buy 50 puzzle packs for a dollar. And that feels like a totally reasonable way to structure an app. Yeah. And make some money. Uh, you know, like, they are fun. I feel really I feel really uh, good about giving them money because th- that actually takes some, like, effort to 
conceive of those things and, and have like clever sets of categories that overlap and stuff. so looking at today's hard puzzle for instance uh, i'll just read the words as an example there is a small pot paltry petty diminutive scant tiny short meager cup pan sparse curd little cheese mug yep so i'm saying little that cheese mug is my rap name <laughs> yep um yeah, because it's that that grin, that grin you always put on when there's cameras pointed at you. <laughs> yeah, it's so cheesy. Uh, I am gonna say that one of the categories is things that come before circuit uh, because there's short circuit and little circuit and <laughs> curd circuit. Sure. And sure. pot circuit. That's good. All right, I think I win. Um, but you can see there's a lot of things where it seems like there are eight words in a category. Right. And that's just because they're probably using them in some different sense. Yeah. Uh, and that's the game. Yep. It's very, very basic, but it's it's great. Um, I like word games, and I like trying to outsmart these sort of puzzle designers. The same company did another game called Seven Little Words that I played in a browser for oh. every day for a long time. Uh, I finally removed the bookmark because I got kind of tired of it. But it is... Like, you get seven sort of crossword clues, and there are there's a grid of 16 tiles that have some that have two or three letters on them. Okay. And you're just making the words. You're putting the... It tells you how long the letter the words are, and you're just finding... So it's kind of like Bonza, but with clues, instead of just a category. You, you don't have to grid them up. Oh, you don't? No, you just have to sort of click oh, on them. Oh, I see. Right, so they're, they're just they're just mixed up. So they're not actually in a crossword, they're just... No, yeah, I they're see. just... Yeah. And, um, I've continued to play Bonza as well, like their daily puzzle every day. I ran into one that I just couldn't solve. Really? And quit playing it. I just huh. was like, ugh, that's too hard. I don't know. It was, it was just like, because it was a word that Proper I didn't know. It was like a Britishism. A Britishism. Yeah, I, I, I think I... Are they Australian? I got stumped I by one of the... By one of the puzzles in, was it John Walker? Did it yeah, back? yeah, and one of those stumped me. Yeah. I ended up not coming back. Huh? They were all words from John Walker's interview of Peter Molyneux. <laughs> it's like liar, asshole, fraud, thief. It's good. I don't know that anyone will ever trust him to be interviewed by him again. Oh yeah. Yeah, I that uh, God, that was gross. Have you been playing any video games, Riff? Uh, well, I played just Godus. <laughs> I played a puzzle game called Oh No, uh, which is with the the O's or zeros in the name. Oh yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty good. I played a bunch of it. I mean, it's easy. It's it's easy to play while you're watching a video or something. What is how does that work? It is a a you have a square grid. Uh, of circles so it, and there's like the the size of the grid determines the difficulty of the puzzle so it's, the easiest ones are like five by five so you've got a grid of five dots by five dots and they'll either be empty spaces or red dots or blue dots and the blue yes. dots have a number on them that indicates how many other blue dots that dot can see horizontally and vertically and red dots block their line of sight. 
So your goal is to fill in every space on the grid with either a blue dot or a red dot. Okay. It's uh, it's a bit like uh, it's a bit like the Logic Grid uh, battleships, except the except it, it all, of course all the dots are only one space large, and the clues are on the dots instead of outside the grid. This is a different game than I thought it was. There's another one with a very similar name. Yeah. Yeah, there's Ohi. another... Oh, hi. is by the same, yeah. same people. This is oh, like okay. a, sort that of a sense. sequel or... Because or that was the one where it's, everything is either red or blue. There's always the same number of red or blue in a row or a column. Uh, there, You can never have three of the same color in a row. choose the grid size as well. Yeah, and no two rows or columns are ever the same. Yeah. And that is the thing that makes me just not want to play the game. Like, once it gets to the point where the thing that you have to do is say, well, this can't be here because then that would make this identical to this other row. Really? And just, yeah, yeah because the way that you check for that is to compare every row against every other row and... How no, hard is that really? <laughs> it's just time-consuming and not at all fun or satisfying to me. Like, so, that's... Yeah! Well, try, try Oh No Then, because I found okay. it pretty satisfying. And it the the levels are... I, I assume procedurally generated, so it just makes a new one every time, so there's no limit. Is that in a web browser? Uh, possibly. I imagine I, it I is. Have oh, a, I have it as an app, but uh, I see. it may also Is it 0HN0? Yeah. Is, uh, it beca- is it just so they can get that uh, domain name? <laughs> possibly. <laughs> I believe that's... Yeah, that's pretty much all I played. Um... The um, Japanese puzzle company Nikolai, who who invented uh, Nurikabe and some of the other puzzles I like, came out with an app. So I've been playing some of that as well. But it's weird to think of them inventing games because I just assumed because they had a Japanese name that they'd been around for a thousand years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also I played some Heads Up Hot Dog. (laughs) That is oh good, (laughs) as everyone should. Yes. How uh, how far did you get? Which uh, city, city I, did I you did get to? I I just did the first two, and before okay. I went and did something else for a while. But it gets harder. It's, they it's keep fun. introducing yeah. new mechanics. Yeah, you know, like bagel sandwiches. <laughs> well, you didn't get to the cops that shoot the hot dogs off people's heads. No, oh my god. Yeah. No, uh, man, the the subway grates that blow the hot dogs off their heads is hard enough. Yeah. There's, so there's like that. a weird William S. Burroughs. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just a game. <laughs> hmm. uh, William Tell mm-hmm. is it? Is it just the the curse of all Williams to accidentally shoot their wives in the head? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. John Williams did it twice. Wow, that's that's because he's more than one William, <laughs> right? <laughs> hmm. Uh, Williams Sonoma. Like William Carlos Williams. Oh, oh shit. shit! He did it three times. This is just to say. <laughs> this is just to say. Sorry, <laughs> I have shot you in the face. Yeah. Um, this is just to say, as my fourth wife, your odds are looking pretty good. How about you, Zach? Have you played any video? Games? I have played a bunch of Spelunky and a bunch of Eight Six Eight Hack on the Steam because I remembered how much nicer it is to play that game on a PC. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, not much other than that. I uh, we were busy. Yeah, this was a busy week. I did. I played one day of of Infinifactory because 
one entire 24 hour period <laughs> no it was like okay. it was like six or eight hours because some some of my scores had had been beaten by some of my steam friends so i was like well this will not stand <laughs> oh, and so i had man. to go back and i had to go back and solve some of those puzzles again oh i guess i played a little bit of a besieged what's that it is a game about building siege engines kind of it's a little Minecrafty in how you do it. It's more fantastic contraption, okay? I guess uh, where you just have all these pieces and you can make these crazy big moving parts machines and ca- I just can't really. Figure do you out. actually lay siege to something? With yeah, them? there's like there's just a series of levels and they have like a thing you got to do, like get it to a certain place, avoiding obstacles, or like not get destroyed and kill all these dudes or whatever. Hmm. Um, it's fun, but I'm really, really bad at it. Like, I just keep getting to levels that I can't figure out how to win them. Interesting. It's like, I cannot, for instance, make a thing that is steerable. But Like, I wish that someone would just... I wish that there was a thing that was like, here's an example of a thing that you can steer that won't just break itself in half when you <laughs> turn it. Like, I, it is so hard for me to, like... Does it have like axles and stuff? It does. Oh, it doesn't have axles. It just ha- it has like hin- It has a steering hinge thing. It has a thing that will turn in response to WASD. Uh, okay. Like it rotate freely. Which so I mean that was the thing where it's like all right if I put one of those on the bottom and put a wheel on it then I have a thing that basically like will only tear itself apart if I accidentally put the wheel sideways and try to move forward. But then that's all I'm capable of doing. <laughs> Is putting the wheel sideways because it turns real fast. I don't know if there's any way to like slow that down. Interesting. And also, you can't really see it from above. And yeah, it's I don't I don't know. I'm just I'm bad at building machines. Apparently, but it's a fun game. I mean, it's like just it's crazy physics system thing, and you know the the tasks that you're asked to perform seem kind of incidental right. to the just building stuff. There was I saw a video of a guy that had built. A, just a giant humanoid figure that rolled around with a big dick-shaped thing thrusting in and out of it, just moving along a wall, <laughs> knocking dudes off. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. It was pretty great. Player-created content. I saw another one that just, like, had this helicopter... It had some helicopter things on it, and it would launch up into the air and then trigger this thing that would just drop a grid of bombs across the entire level. Like, huh. just a, like a thing that would always destroy everything on every level. Um, Do you get to use the same contraption on a subsequent level if you want? I don't remember. There might be a way to import or export it. I'd like to... I would like to be able to, in-game, like, browse other people's solutions... Just so that I could see, like, I'm sure there are some tricks that if I learned them, I would be better at designing a, you know... Like, I, for instance, I do not know how one would make a catapult. Mm-hmm. Like, it's clearly a thing you're supposed to be able to do, but I just don't know how to get a thing to, like, start under tension, I guess. Can uh, you get something rubber, and then add tension to it? Rubber and then bands? I don't it. know. I, I just don't know. Huh. That's sort of like the where I'm starting to get to in Infinifactory, where I'm getting to the point where I need hunks of circuits that I know some I know I could look up what's the most efficient way to make a flip flop or or what's a flip flop? It's it's a it's a thing that turns on or off and stays that way. It's like a bit of memory. 
I like nothing I have designed has required those. No, um, well, it turned out the that was just an example. It turned out for for that particular puzzle, what I really just wanted was a pulse lengthener, but. Um, but so, like, I I know that I could I could find I could hunt down somebody who who could tell me exactly the best way to make like I don't know like a, a four input AND gate or something the most efficiently in Infinite there Factory. Was, but I've been forcing myself to to work it all out on my own. I guess I haven't even bothered trying to make logic circuits like AND gates or whatever. No, I've just I've, I've I, needed AND gates frequently. I just try to do it all mechanically such that it always works out every hmm. cycle. You just try to do everything perfect every time. Oh, yeah. so so like you're you're uh you're running more on like timing? Well, it depends. It, like the timing the ones cuz you know, you're either optimizing for cycles or you're optimizing for footprint. And so right. the cycles one I'm often just like you know, running everything at, at maximum speed and then knocking the stuff off the main track in groups mm-hmm. based on the si- the final size of the thing that I'm doing and then just duplicating over and over and over again the thing to make that thing and then get them to the final place if that makes sense kind like of thing is. to the place yeah 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 <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to be spoilerific uh, and then with the footprint one that one's often more interesting I'll do it way slower but uh, it's all just trying to use as, as much vertical space and as little side to side space as possible. Usually, yeah, I have to go back now that I have fans. L- yeah, now that I have levitators, I have to go back to the early puzzles yeah. again. There was a cool. I saw somebody's cool Infinite Factory machine that uh, was basically a programmable lathe or huh. milling machine, kind of. They uh, they just constructed a solid block of rock. And then lathe or not lathe, sorry, milled out the bits to make the chair. Oh level. wow! That's and a, it was this huh. amazing, like the the program was this amazing sort of circulating ring of um, sort of columns of rock, and at different places in the columns were the sort of circuit wired things, and as those went by various other switches it turned things on or off so there, there was like a giant mechanical punch card yeah hmm. it was it was super clever and from that i learned i learned two things i learned that you could put pushers and and blockers on the ends of or things on the ends of pushers or blockers and those stayed there so you could have like yeah. super long mm-hmm. extendable arms or whatever and then i also learned that you can have wires that come in and out of contact with other stuff and do things based yeah, on that. Yeah, that was that was how um, that was how my design for the first one where you're trying to build that rocket worked. Was I had I had basically an AND gate that was made out of pushers that push hunks of of wire in and out of a circuit, so that oh, it nice. requires all of them to be out before the before the circuit completes. Okay, that's clever. Yep, that is a yeah. good game. I cannot play very much of it at once <laughs> before my brain gets tired. <laughs> but is there any kind of a sandbox mode or anything mm-hmm. yet? Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty the early. Third, the third stage is just a sandbox. Yeah. Do you have to like unlock it? It just by I think playing. You, might, you probably already have stages. it unlocked and just don't realize it. Yeah. Huh. 
it's the it's you know there's like the big on the left hand side of the like mission select there's the big sort of zone notifications and between the second and third one is like a test thing mm, and it's okay. smaller and that's just that just takes you to a sandbox mode where you can you make your own emitters there are six different emitters of of three different kinds of blocks that you can set to whatever pace you want them to and then it's just a huge play field to build whatever you want hmm. okay and then i think at the end of the game you get uh you can start making your own puzzles and publishing them hmm. so yeah well that's your next step yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I haven't. I, I I sort of stalled making forward progress because I keep going back and refining my earlier solutions, which is stupid. But I haven't even unlocked all the parts yet. The yeah, fan is the one that bad. sort of dramatically changes your ability to do footprint stuff for sure. Guys, see anything in the news besides the the interviews gone awry? Terrible and, thing. Yeah. The new Nintendo 3DS is finally available is, in North America. Out, yeah, if you can find um, one. Yeah, I like. I Amazon doesn't have them yet. Yeah, and I guess Best Buy had them, but those all all the pre-orders sold out. So, you know, they will they will be available for normal yeah, humans in like yeah. a month or two. I'm guessing the reviews good are things about the yeah the reviews 3D. are really good, saying like this is totally how it should have been from the beginning, and it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, like a lot I mean, of I've seen a lot of reviews that are like, just I never used the 3D because it gave me a headache, and I got this one, and it's beautiful. And I'm, it does a lot of other stuff. Like it's it's like a slightly better system. Plus, it does facial tracking to yeah, like yeah. it keeps track of where your head is, and it adjusts it adjusts the 3D based on where you are instead of you having to stay in a specific place. Yeah, yeah. which I already really cool. liked the 3D, so I'm excited. I'm wondering if I'm hoping that glasses don't throw it off because that'll be annoying. Mm. I'm sure they thought of that. Everything still looks like a fucking horrifying half-present ghost. <laughs> I think that's just reality for you. Yeah, and it's just it's just like wearing. You're just haunted. Yeah. Well, I'm, I am always like alternating blinking each eye super, super, super fast. So I think maybe <laughs> it just gets out of phase when I'm getting a different image into each eye. Can you guys hear those uh, random uh, dot stereograms? <laughs> uh, Is it just me? <laughs> Did you watch that uh, Ghost of MP3 and Ghost yeah. of MP4? Thing? Uh, Vimeo so doesn't work for me. Really? I couldn't see it. Yeah, there's something... Are you sure that you're using... A, you couldn't watch the cool horse movie... And you couldn't watch this. Are you sure you're using a computer and not like a <laughs> potato? I'm just <laughs> pretty sure. Because Vimeo definitely does not work on a potato. Oh. <laughs> That'd be a cool science fair project. Which of these household objects does Vimeo <laughs> work on? <laughs> um, but yeah, basically it was it was the <clears throat> because Tom's Diner is the song that they used when they were making the MP3. Uh, compression algorithm and so this is they took a, a wave file of Tom's Diner and they, lost it. they, they did a version. diff with the mp3 and showed just the sound that was missing no they they, they you hear just the sound that's missing and they did yeah. the same thing with a they did the same thing with the video mp4 mm. yeah yeah so it's just this spooky whispering ghost and weird parts of tones and oh, yeah. then 
just crazy like you can see insects and uh, just like weird movements all around the screen sometimes I don't know what the I don't know what the video for Tom's Diner even is I don't either it's yeah. called Modernist which is an anagram of Tom's Diner yep that's oh, good pretty great <laughs> ghostofmp3.com is that what it's I think so yeah something like that yeah so that's that was big news yeah uh, also there was a cool horse movie that that was big news cool horse movie yeah that Wes made that Riff can't oh, watch right. on his potato right <laughs> I don't know what your problem is, Riff. I I can play all of these movies on my Apple. Uh, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, mm. you guys are like that that old man uh, British comedy duo. Red Did you see that green. where he's like they're making a joke about his BlackBerry and it's an actual BlackBerry? Right. Um, it was actually kind of charming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we ready to talk about the assignment? Sure. sure. 80 days. Yeah. Took far fewer than 80 days to play. Mm-hmm. I but came took right down than... to the wire. Oh, yeah? I got yeah. 76. Mine was 79. Nice. <laughs> was oh, like, that, and on. you only made it because of the dateline. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. That's true. I, uh, I took 111 days. What were you doing? Uh, well, I spent an entire week uh, trying to find a way backwards uh, from somewhere in the, like just north of in or somewhere uh, in the middle of, of India trying to get back to Delhi because I had this pearl that I could sell right. for oh, 6, pearl 000, of great price 6,000 pounds or whatever and was f- just finally had to give up and, and move forward mm-hmm. uh, and then twice I had to wait a week for more funds from the bank mm, yeah and then I waited once I had to wait a week for funds from the bank but it, I had to wait anyway because fog was almost dead. <laughs> so. Yeah, I feel like that's the best if you can time those two to yeah. to come together. I I don't know if this was a bug or not, but I I took one road trip uh, and was able to just tap on the fog button like ten times and healed him back up like fifty points oh, in, like one in, in one short car go? trip. Huh? Weird. Super strange. Um. Yeah, there there are still some some like bugs here and there. I took a screenshot of one that was like I had completed the city traveler set. What was it? It's the I think we can complete our city dweller set here for use on null journeys. <laughs> huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's just some kind of weird steam like tel- teleportation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I had to, I got to, I was in New York on day 70. Oh, wow. And That's had, stressful. And had to, I could not afford the airship, oh, so I had to wait, but I just happened to have gotten there on like a Monday and was able to wait three days to get mm. enough money and catch the catch the airship. And then I was like, this fucking don't crash, don't crash. Because this was one that crashed, and it sank to the bottom of the ocean, and we were all going to die. But oh, then wow. the captain's wife rescued us, who was also another airship captain. Because there was like a mutiny, and they I, got into a fight, and it resulted in the ship crashing. I caused a mutiny. Oh yeah, cool. on a on a boat. I got uh, kidnapped by nuns once. <laughs> oh okay. yeah, that happened to me too. I did not get kidnapped <laughs> by nuns. I got uh, I got interrogated by a mechanical bird. Ooh, huh. it was 
pretty fucking rad actually it was like it had it was uh it was it had started off as like the a toy to the king like uh, for the king's son and it like cannibalized all of the other toys and built itself into this crazy flying contraption Hmm. and um like he he told me that i needed to go to this one particular place so i like i did even though it was super inefficient uh it was like not really where i wanted to go and i went there anyway and um it became clear that what i was trying to do was rescue this indian prisoner from these british uh officers and so i did did so and uh sort of the reward for that was that like another mechanical bird picked me up and carried me all the way the rest of the way across uh eurasia Hmm. um it was pretty cool actually um i got i did something i don't remember what oh yes i do it was there's this guy asks you he's like owns a shipping company and he asks you to check out some like weird smuggling that's going on and i didn't read it very carefully so i didn't really understand what was going on when i got there but you like pretend to be the owner that's picking up this shipment and you realize that oh they are totally didn't i was i i got i got there and pretended by accident to be that guy but did not pocket any of the glass things. Because mm. you, you find out that they're like smuggling those AI chips for automatons, those weird glass things with the instructions in them. And then Crazy. take that back to Cairo to give to the guy, you know, let him know what they're doing. And he gives you this mechanical flower that from then on, every time you go to a city, Fogg says, this would fetch a good price here, which, but like, I don't think you were supposed to sell it. Seems like there's probably something that you can do with it at some point plot wise but all, the only thing that happened i never found it and i just put it on the mantle at the yeah. gentleman's club at the end of the i had a similar experience with a a a, a jewel like a ship captain sold me a a ruby called the eye of the dragon for 300 pounds and we were like oh, all right and fog kept saying oh you could sell that here you could sell that here and every time it would have been a loss but if you if you looked at the thing, it was like, well, this will sell for six thousand pounds in San Francisco, and I was like, well, great, but I'm never going to be anywhere near San Francisco. Oh, I went to San Francisco. All I sold was some motor oil. <laughs> for I got some, I bought some motor oil in Hawaii, and then I rode a banana boat uh, from from Honolulu to to San Francisco, and then I sold them the engine oil for three hundred and forty pounds. <laughs> Uh, I bought, oh God, I was going somewhere, I found a rare stamp, like a fucked up stamp, uh, that would sell for a huge, like, like 6,000 versus the 200 that I paid for it, but then, uh, Jesse James stole, (gasps) stole my stamp, but then immediately got arrested. (laughs) And you didn't get your stamp back. Nope. Ugh. That's obnoxious. They give you some money. Like, it's weird. That event seems to be, it steals whatever the most potentially valuable item in your inventory is, Uh, and then you get, like, 2,000 pounds after they're arrested. Right. So, like... I I, I had lost... I didn't realize I had lost something from my inventory, but I totally had. That's interesting. Yeah. We Uh, uh, we stole a... One uh, stop away from where that stamp uh, would sell. That sucks. Uh, we stole a steam shovel from the site where they were digging the Panama Canal and rode that halfway across South America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's amazing that any of us managed to get anywhere, <laughs> given, <laughs> given these various methods of uh, travel. 
It tried real hard to make me gay in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Oh yeah, I went for it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good. I wanted to. I wanted to hook up with the writer lady on the boat. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't. I don't. I apparently didn't go the right direction to get the opportunity to do that because I remember Chris Remo talking about him having encountered that story and then meeting up with that lady again later mm. in the story. But. Yeah, no, I never met her again. I kept her book until we got home, though. Well, I had my shoes stolen, yep. and that was like a recurring theme for many, many yeah. cities. Um, it's weird. The first time I bounced off of this pretty hard the first time I tried to play it, and it was because it every time I got on a train, it would say, well, you got caught being on this train without a ticket. What are you going to do? And then sometimes there was the option to like make it right and buy a ticket. And sometimes it was like, steal a ticket from an old lady or <laughs> beat up a child and use his flattened body as a ticket. Or like, and I like, I just, it drove me nuts that it kept putting me in these situations where I had you done had plenty a thing of money and- that I wouldn't do given the choice it made me feel like am i just fucking up am I, is there like a button to buy a ticket because i actually think that the interface for this game is really really confusing like i figured stuff out i figured out like which things you can click on to do which things but the ui is all over the place it kind of yeah. is yeah. going back to the map was always weird i hated that view where you see the big picture of whatever conveyance you're on it just seems like this is like the map only shitty and mostly obscured and way zoomed in so you can't see anything but then when you go out to the map you it'll often like have stopped and the little icon is flashing Flashing, meaning there's an event that you have to go through but like it never really explained that and it's not always on the screen so sometimes it's like well i don't it was always kind of a coin flip in my mind whether time was passing at any given moment or not yeah sometimes it pauses it waiting for you to do something and sometimes it's just passing yeah yeah having outfits was often led to dramatic differences in options i only ever saw it adjust the comfort level that was a regular one but you could also like like i was able to negotiate several early train departures for free because I had the English gentleman's outfit oh. or whatever. How many pieces were in an outfit? Depends on the outfit. Two to three, usually. Huh. No, I didn't. Bo- I just didn't bother with that system at all. Um, the, having the cards was really valuable because that mm-hmm. extended a lot of conversations and gave you more chances to find more routes and also increased the amount of comfort you provided to Phineas. Uh-huh. I had yeah. like crackers that did that extended a lot of conversations. Okay. But didn't really help him. Something that I didn't understand is why it gives you the option like when you already know there's a route between two places to ask about it. Oh, yeah, that too. But well, cuz it needs to be sure and put too many options on the screen so it fucks up that UI. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, what when you get those little nodes where you can either comb Phineas's Philly I I keep saying Phileas? Phineas cuz you keep saying Phineas, but it's Phileas. Phileas. Okay. Uh, you can comb his mustache. It's just, I mean, it's just, you can take care of him. Yeah, I know. Right? At one point, it, he says something about you trimming his mustache. I'm like, oh, right. okay. It's, I mean, sometimes I'm sure it's a handy. But, <laughs> like, you're so entertaining, Passaportute. 
Jean. Uh, th- you always had that option to just like look at that newspaper, which was always a terrible idea unless it was your only option. And I don't really get why it presents that to you. There were times when Phileas was already at full health, so there was no point in waiting on him. That I would just read that. And it was, I mean, occasionally it would refer back to things that had happened with me. Hmm. Stuff that I had narrowly missed. Like I had just left Beijing and then there was some sort of riot there that happened right after I left. You know? The conversation system is weird and kind of. I mean, I think those are systemic because a lot of different people would say the same things about. You know, like, oh, yeah. you, you know, you you just can't get there from here asking about various routes. I did not realize until the near the end of the game that you usually have a chance to earn some money at each hotel you stay at. Oh, by, like, running errands for the manager yeah. and stuff? I also did not realize until late in the game that staying in hotels costs money, because they never mention oh. that your money total just goes yeah, down. I never noticed that. And you, but you were saying that if you fast forward time to wait for the bank, it didn't they cost don't at all. charge you. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. Yep. Maybe you're just camping on the front of the bank. Yeah. Waiting for Star Wars Episode One to play. The bank. The <laughs> bank provides free lodging for people who are waiting a week to get withdrawals. Uh, I really, really liked the narrative bits. Like, yeah, it definitely felt like there was a huge world unfolding around me and I guess Emily Short wrote some of it oh did she? yeah awesome um, and a few other people unless I'm mixing it up with something else I'm curious to look at the Inkle tools because if this was just built entirely in Inkle then that's that speaks to the possibility of it being incredibly like robust robust yeah yeah it uh, yeah i don't know because like seems, there's a bunch of different interfaces yeah and it seems crazy if like it just natively one of the things that it can do is this globe thing right like that see that seems un- super unlikely yeah unlikely did you guys ever have a couple of routes highlighted on your map that you could just never take that, there was that happened one a point couple times. Where, yeah where there was something i was trying to there is there is a stop, like one one stop from where I was that I was trying to to get to, and when I clicked on it, I it instead of the little like the little box where it tell you information about that trip, it instead some said some weird little thing of like I don't know, Madame what's her name said something terrible about that place or something like that. Right, it and just gives you the fact about it. Instead yeah, of some fact about departure. it. And yeah, I, yeah. I, is that an indication that it was decided that that's a terrible place to go and therefore you're not going to go there? Oh, or? Maybe, maybe that was what was happening with me too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there were just a couple of times when I was frustrated because I wasn't sure why I wasn't allowed to make progress. Um, I feel like I'm not super inclined to play again because I made it in less than 80 days. Yeah. Huh. I got I, that sweet, sweet Chivo. <laughs> I kind of feel the same. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm intrigued to take an entirely different route and, and see some different stories. But yeah. it, it also, it kind of took a long time to play through it once. <laughs> yeah. 
I was surprised at how like how much physical physical how much real world time it took. Yeah. I did it all in one sitting. I just laid there and played it, and I think it was like maybe an hour and a half. It did seem like they stack a lot of density in the early parts, and it you start to get way bigger stretches at the end. Hmm. And I guess it always ends with an ocean. Right. <laughs> right. But And America, if you go North America, that in North America is way shorter than Europe and yeah. Asia. Yeah. I uh I gotta say oh, I wow, think I went what, to way more cities than you guys. What That's I would do part of the problem is oh, are you looking can you see our Yeah, you guys you went to nineteen cities and I went to twenty seven. Hmm. Uh I think you just go straight north, do a quick little circle around the North Pole, and then go back to <laughs> London. Right? You're, you got airships. Right? Yeah. Wh- why can't you just hire an airship in London to fly you around the world? Yeah. It feels like it would be worth a week wait there to find the to find an airship captain who'd be willing to do that for Maybe that 4, would cost pounds. more than the 20000 that the bet was for. I never read Around the World in 80 Days. No, I me neither. I, I, I had I, I had like a a much watched uh, dub off of television video cassette of some animated production of it. Wow! So I ended with negative twenty eight thousand pounds. Zach ended with seven thousand pounds, and Riff ended with thirteen thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. would have been. I would have tied you if that damn outlaw Jesse James hadn't stolen my my erroneously printed stamp (laughs) (laughs) the inverted Jenny just before I could get it to the philatelists in Burlington (laughs) the Burlington philatelists there are people with uh, scores in the 30s in terms of number of days yeah that's crazy there's like an achievement for getting less than 40 that huh that seems you know what I kind of want is like a wiki of this game to yeah. poke around in yeah I don't know that that is going to exist maybe it exists huh. I think that's also how I want to engage with Sunless Sea at this point is by just reading stuff about it Riff what are we doing for our next assignment uh, next assignment is Wario Land 4 for the Game Boy Advance or for the 3DS if you happen to be a 3DS ambassador are you a 3DS ambassador, Riff? I am. I am also a 3DS ambassador. Hooray! I, we're idiots. I don't own a 3DS <laughs> yet. I've been waiting for the new 3DS to come out. Hmm. Well, you can play it on an emulator or on my 3DS. Okay. Um, are we going to do uh, listener's mail, or are let's. we going to call it an evening? No, let's do, let's do the listener's mail that we do. Uh, Beef says, Yo, Zach, I liked your Tale of Tales joke and also wanted to like Fall in London but ended up not liking it. Not a question. (laughs) Well, thanks, Beef. (laughs) Uh, Nick Dashingly says, Dear Dogs, Jim has made me curious about everyone's opinion of AAA gaming, so I thought I would ask how you all felt about it. Uh, What are Jim's exact reasons for wanting it to die as we know it? Could there be an indie without the mainstream? I guess I should have saved this for when Jim was actually around, but... I don't want there to not be more Elder Scrolls games. I don't want there to not be more Fallout games. Yeah. You know, I'm really looking forward to Dishonored 2. 
uh, I really enjoyed Wolfenstein. Like, I think that I don't have this, like... Is Deus Ex a AAA game? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have this disdain for... And I, I, you know, I probably should because it's like just a machine that chews up like young, humans. bright-eyed people who are who don't understand the value of their time in order to make, you know, money for shareholders. And that's terrible, but it also makes cool video games and people keep buying them and playing them and it, having a lot of fun and they're awesome and the people who worked on them are proud of them a lot of the time, so... Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wish I, I, I would not wish for AAA to go away. I wish that they were not so risk adverse and therefore creativity adverse. But I mean, I think plenty of good stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. I think that, right? I think despite that, there is there is good stuff happening. Because I don't know that the people that are making, yeah, I don't know. There is so much interesting stuff going on at such small smaller scale right that i don't think that we're actually hurting for creative gameplay stuff it's just we don't get crazy high budgets right. i don't know that i think a crazy high budget generally makes a game more fun like it makes it look nicer which i just barely care about hmm. right and you know. and sound better and they're like there are sure there are a bunch of different ways to polish a game. Polish things. Yeah, I mean, but you like, can also polish a turd, right? Like, I could, I could do without voice acting completely in video games, and I, I don't really feel like they would lose much. Maybe I'm full of shit. Maybe I would not like a Fallout game that didn't have any VO. I mean, you would, you wouldn't know that War never ended without VO. <laughs> well, it could have VO in the opening cutscenes because you, you only have to pay Ron Perlman like ten bucks. Turkey do that, sandwich. It only takes, yeah, yeah. Give him a just a like a nice uh, pearl handled hairbrush. <laughs> I I don't know. I, that's what Ron Perlman wants. So well, this in his yeah, name. Yeah, so Passport Two gets the <laughs> pearl handled hairbrush, and it says Ron Perlman will pay six thousand pounds for this. <laughs> right. You have to find him. Yep. Um. Around Ron Perlman in eighty days. Let's see. Dear Hot Dog, says Baff Paddington. Uh, I was wondering, Zach, after hearing your discussion of Sunless Sea and Darkest Dungeon, if you would agree that long RPG roguelikes are an artifact of an older era, like how you categorize point-and-click adventure games. I, I don't know. I think, I think what's long games are maybe a little bit of a of a relic, right? Like, th- AAA games are still 20 or 30 hours a lot of the time, but I think a lot of people are shifting towards wanting four- or five-hour game experiences I don't know. I think a lot of people are still complaining about four or five hour game experience. You know, like how The Witness is only five hours long. Elfin <laughs> um, says, FYI, Mist was notably made in HyperCard. The programming language in HyperCard was pseudo-English, kind of like in Form 7, which combined with the graphical interface made it way more accessible at the time. True. Uh, oh no, another putt says, would Burger Time have been a better game if it was called Hot Dog Time? I don't think that we've had this discussion before, right? I don't think it works with hot dogs because hot dogs aren't stacked vertically um, the way not, the hamburgers Not are. in the same to, way. Yeah. You would have to, like, I don't know, it would have to be drawn such that you could see the ends of the hot dog sticking out the buns when it was in there or something. 
And Zach also doesn't like as many toppings on hot dogs. Yeah, the only acceptable hot dog topping is mustard and sauerkraut. Mm. One or the other. Nope. I think sausages get sauerkraut, but I think hot dogs are just different beasts. Hot dogs are sausages. Mm, Not really. Yes, really. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) I... mm. Okay. (laughs) Are hot dogs food... Mm. <laughs> Are hot dogs objects? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. I believe I believe so. a baby, when seeing a hot dog, would be surprised if it disappeared. <laughs> um, Brian says, in answer to your question on episode 185, you guys should definitely do half-hour segments devoted entirely to single games, but only when they are games I personally have played. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So send uh, us Brian, a list. Send us a list. <laughs> yep. Uh you guys. Yeah. You still hungover? Yeah, kind of. That sucks. Just a little bit. I feel mostly better. I think probably a brisk walk in the brisk <sighs> cold air back uh, to the apartment will will be just the thing. And then because I slept a lot of the day, I'll probably be up all night being sober and angry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail, Kevin, how would yes. they go about doing that? Uh, they could email us, vghotdog at gmail.com. They could tweet us at vghotdog. And they could uh, most reliably probably go to our website, videogameshotdog.com, and use the web form there to uh, send in comments and questions. Guys, I've had a fantastic time recording episode 187 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until then, keep your hand on the air conditioner and keep waving to the thermostat. You're super nice to uh, all the household appliances. Yep. You gotta treat them right. Yeah. They're watching you. Yep. Google has cameras in all of them now. That's true. Really, you're just waving to your friend who works at Google. Hi, Jarls. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Good night.